Welcome to Hello from the Pluriverse, a podcast about sharing the stories of designers and design thinkers from different backgrounds around the world. I'm Leslie Ann Noel, a designer from Trinidad and Tobago and a professor of practice at Tulane University in New Orleans. The name of our podcast is a reference to Designs for the Pluriverse by Arturo Escobar. In our podcast, we explore the stories of designers from many different countries, women designers, designers of color, and designers from the LGBTQI community. In our interviews, we explore how place and identity affect their work, what they say about design, design thinking, and social innovation, and what advice they would give to non-designers who are using design methods. We'll continue to share more stories throughout the series about designers from many different worlds, from our little corner of the world, at the Phyllis M. Taylor Center for Social Innovation and Design Thinking at Tulane University in New Orleans. We hope you... Welcome to the Hello from the Pluriverse podcast sponsored by the Phyllis M. Taylor Center for Social Innovation Design Thinking at Tulane University, where we discuss the work of different designers and design thinking practices. Hi, my name is Michaeline Engelmeyer. I'm a first year student in the Master of Public Health Nutrition program. I am a design thinking graduate assistant working at the Taylor Center, and I'm here today with co-host Max. Max, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Max Esperance. I'm a one-year Master of Business Analytics student here at Tulane University. I'm a design thinking graduate assistant working at the Phyllis M. Taylor Center for Social Innovation and Design Thinking. Today, we're going to be listening to an interview from Maria Demater O'Neill. Uh, she is a designer and artist. Um, she is a creative director and head researcher at a rub- rubber band design studio in Puerto Rico. Maria has also served as a professor of design and design thinking at many universities throughout Puerto Rico, where she was born and raised. This interview was originally recorded in fall 2019. Max and I are here today to hear what Maria has to say about her approach to design thinking. After the recording, we'll be here to discuss our thoughts and what we learned and hopefully spark some discussion for our listeners. Bueno, okay. I don't think you can, in any profession, even you're a doctor, or your broker, uh, that's part of your identity and mm-hmm. part of your cultural uh, construction. So that goes, that's not something to do with being a designer. Um, I think, the, uh, I do have some strong belief that design is a cultural and political product. So my choices of, of who I work with, it shows my beliefs. I don't work in ad agencies, for example, because I don't believe in in consumerism. So I I wouldn't. So I have very good friends who work in ad agencies and great for them, but I can't because I don't believe in that kind of lifestyle. Um, so I would say more than the aesthetic form of 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 the things that we design or or I as a, a the creative director work, the projects that I work with, I will say this, it will be the way I work, that I work with people, with mm-hmm. participatory design, um, very um, focused on the local community, so I'm very sensible to that. Um, doesn't have to be, I'm from Puerto Rico, so it doesn't have to be Puerto Rican, it's just, if I get higher to working, in the community of Ireland and some town, I will focus on that community, a very mm-hmm. local mindset, whatever that local is. Um, because I think it's very important uh, to acknowledge that. 
So it has, it's, it's tied more to my belief as a person, not so much the way it looks like. It's, a, it's, it's tied to working with people, listening to people, and give value to that. Also, I try to be sustainable, mm -hmm. uh, trying to bring conscious to the community that I work with, um, sustainability issues, not only about money, but also have to do with community, with climate, uh, all these issues of sustainability. I don't know mm -hmm. if that makes any sense to you. But, uh, yeah. No, okay. the design thinking is, is, is one method, is one method of many. It's one of many. There are millions of methods in design. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he has become very popular because IDEO is a, is a big shot in, in design and has made it into a mainstream the word. And, uh, and it's very easy to explain to, to non-designers. And uh, so design thinking for me is a method, it's another, another method in the toolbox. Mm -hmm. you know? And what uh, would you say that you use? I use many methods. In my, my, I have a big toolbox as a systemization of experience, which is a, a methodology from Fals Bolda, from a, a Colombian este, sociologist, and able to extrapolate people's uh, experience on a given situation. Um, I use uh, action research also. Mm -hmm. uh, it depends of the project and stuff. And of course, I use design thinking. I tend to use design thinking and I teach it on, on school because it's a very easy method to use for new products, new innovation, um, to make um, prototyping, uh, mm -hmm. new things. Design thinking works good for that. Not for other kind of este, problems. When it's a big problem, uh, very weak, weak, wicked problem in an organization, design thinking might not be the best way to handle it. it I think that's the best este, contribution of design thinking is the empathy work. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you have to use design. I don't. You don't have to use design thinking. In order to use empathy, I think empathy should be there for every profession. I think we have lost that because of the um, uh, the capitalist world pushes to work, 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 produce, make money, blah, 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 and all the stuff and the time, blah, 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 and we forget the human side of, of, of who we are serving to. I think design thinking, bringing empathy into the game that it should have never left. Uh, from the beginning, uh, remind us that we that design is a service uh, profession. We serve people, you know. So we have to empathize. I think if designers would have empathized in the Nazi and regimen, even they did great design in the uniform and the logos and, and so forth. They probably would have not followed through because they would have made a human connection. So you see, uh, mm. since design is a cultural product and a political product, uh, you need em empathy 
empatía in Spanish to bring it down to it brings the ethic into the field. Right now, I'm very interested in in design and, and crisis. And now what? Uh, how we are this in crisis, in crisis, crisis. Mm -hmm. um, uh, how we design for climate change. Mm -hmm. How we design for future este, climate res uh, refugees. How we design uh, products and services uh, for what's coming ahead for the planet and and all the political struggles that's going on right now. Uh, the, the, all, all this type of crisis and how we teach how we teach students. To designing crisis. Uh, so that's my right now my major concern. Okay, that, that's too obviously of what happened with Hurricane Maria. It was you know that we got hit by a a, a little storm, a little beast that mm -hmm. spread into it destroyed the country pretty much, and uh, and that made me think because I was called back to teach. A month after Maria, when there was no electricity, people had lost houses. Uh, it was really something to rethink how, what, is, what was the design role in, in that situation. So right now, este, that's my major concern, and my richer view, my 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 mindset is moving towards that that way. In a lesser mode, este, I'm working with. Um, non-profit law firm so we are making application and tools to simplify the law procedures so when clients come in they they when they all you know the, the clients is all in crisis because when you go to a lawyer you you are in some type of problem and you're stressed out uh, but you need to learn very quickly all these legal terms and procedures and your rights and and what can happen or not happen and the things that you can do. Mm -hmm. And I'm being applying design thinking there a lot with the client in able to manage. So that's that a, a, a personal crisis from the perspective of the user and mm -hmm. how to design to bring new knowledge to the user so you give them information so they can empower themselves and understand the legal situation and, and tackle it with the lawyer. So you see, they're related. I'm concentrating in those areas, like national crisis mm -hmm. and um, personal crisis. See? And the, this role of design, as a, as a, uh, since I come from communication, as a communication piece of, of, of getting this information out so people can move on and be resilient. Uh, Don Norman, the, the guy from USC, University of Southern California, the one who wrote it, the, the, um, the significance of everyday object. Um, he has a good story that how design from in the, in the 20th century, because of mo modernity, it was mm -hmm. object oriented. And it was, you know, prone to, if it works well, it functions well, it will sell well. Right? It solves the problem. It is a hammer. People know how to use a hammer, uh, and it solves a problem of hammering a nail. Perfect, beautiful, and that was designed. Okay, 
Eh, we have moved from that point because of, of because this, those are less top of industrial revolution, the modern the modern este, stage, and now now at, at, at this time, post capitalism after all this uh, capitalism uh, era has come through, right? and we have moved more to the experience of the user. Mm -hmm. Then you move to to Arturo Escobar, which I don't know if they, they, the guy from Colombia uh, who wrote a book about design, uh, speak about that that way of 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 continue of that design has become also part of the problem of uh, not sustainable and the social destruction of material come a lot from design also because it's, it's tied with producing consumers right mm -hmm. este, how many phones do you have in the last five years well that tells you that Turesco what is right mm -hmm. because the, the first phone I don't know where it is did you reuse it did you resell it or you throw it away, you give it back to the company. What, what happened with the parts? Or is it in some junkyard in China? Or is it back in some a, a place in India? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you probably, in, in the next five years, you're going to have more funds because it's, it's the consumer thing. And right. that happened with the clothes, and that happened, yes. This is, um, I think, the situation now is that we have to change. We have to change. And I said the responsibility of what design, the dark side of design, what has done to the planet. I don't know if that is the answer the, the question. Is the, is the, is the, when you refer to social innovation, what are my thoughts about social innovation? They're just words. If if you don't put uh, an action, if you don't, if you if, if your belief don't become actionable. So I think design practice now has changed a lot, and this is an opportunity for all of us to move from. A, one discipline to another and to engage with the user and to engage with other practitioners that are non-designers mm -hmm. able to tackle all these issues that we have brought in, into ourselves. And that is in itself a, the way of, of, of doing a more sustainable society. And that's, I think, the aim of, of social innovation. But okay. we have to look very hard on us as practitioners. And I never made that decision. Mm. <laughs> I was a Cooper Union graduate. I was a painter for 25 years. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you look me over, but I was a painter for 25 years. Yeah. And uh, I usually, usually that start doing design on the side. able to, I don't know, when the painters didn't sell, I just designed. And um, the more the cultural environment became more exclusive and, and 
the art world became uh, was be, became very successful artists, and the art world became very very restricted. And it, and my way of thinking about things were not coherent with the practice. That's when I stopped uh, painting and I moved to design uh, full time uh, because I wanted to work with people. Mm -hmm. And I uh, in painting I couldn't do it that the practice didn't allow that. Uh, so so you could say that from uh, 2007, I have fully been in design. So you don't paint anymore? No, I stopped. It was full divorce. I don't want to solve anything. I first listen to people. Mm -hmm. I first listen. And I want to see what the people want to do, what they need. So uh, my first stages is talking to people and even following people and going to where they work or where, going to where the context or to the community or is it at work, the office, or, you know. I just go where the people are and see this, the context and listen and, and ask them and have este unstructured interviews and speaking metaphors and 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 I get into the process of defining, you know, um, what is it that it can be done in able to, most of the people want is it to improve communications. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I don't have to tell them, I don't have to tell the law office how to conduct the business in law, but I can help them um, that they communicate better with their clients and with their lawyers, for example. Right. Uh, so the first thing that I do is to listen to people and to go there. It's, it's almost like I use a lot of ethnographic techniques. There go another tools, este, ethnographic methods for me to understand the context. Okay. Mm -hmm. And from there, then I go back to the client or the, the person who hired me or the contact that the the client the the official because sometimes they are companies and they give me the person that that will be my link um, and I get back with the information and I ask them if this is what's going on this is the area that you want to tackle this is the problem that you want to handle it you know? mm -hmm. and that's the final interview and then we go ahead and start bringing possible what you call solutions Sometimes the client will tell me, no, I want an hour report. No, 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 I want it. I want this. So let me, let me do it my way and let's see if it's true that what you need is, is a publication or a web or an application. Let me go through the process and I go back. And sometimes they're right. And sometimes I was right to, uh, to look for other venues. So that's when you said to me that you, you were doing the, well, you were learning in class that I said uh, you need to be on the field. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can do design thing or user center if you are not in the field. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to be out there talking to people. Yeah. Okay. Talking to people can be very challenging, mm -hmm. very difficult. Este, very difficult sometimes. And bringing different 
when you are in the project that you have different stakeholders, different communities working for the same project, sometimes it's very difficult to bring all those different communities. And let me, when I say communities, it necessarily mean communities in a neighborhood. It means like communities of scientists, a community of children, community of um, uh, psychologists. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I work with very different uh, people from different fields, and uh, sometimes they're very tribal. They don't very difficult to. So I have to start making scaffolding techniques and bridges to bring people together so they can move on for a design project. Mm -hmm. So that's and the most challenging part. And what's the most satisfying part? Like the best part? The work. When it works. When it end. works. Yeah. When it works at the end. So I say, when I say it works, it works. Look, look at the results. Look, look, look. I knew, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> you know? Este, yeah. So when I, when I, when we deliver, we deliver the web, we deliver the toys, we deliver the stories or the publication, whatever, the form, the thing, the service. Uh, we do, uh, it's very important for me to go back and ask the client a week before, uh, after, if, what happened? What were the results? What was the reaction? You have to tell me. Please let me go and see how the publication works with the user to see to see if it, if, if it works. And when it works, it says, yes, yes. And when it doesn't work, um, uh, it's a great opportunity for learning and reflecting. Hmm. What, when we were wrong, what, what, was, what was it that we didn't get it? You know, it's, we're always thinking. I'm always thinking. Yeah. Or methods or, or way to do better. But when I design, when, when I remember the first part that I talked to people first, mm. uh, and then I defined the problem, very design thinking. When I defined the problem, and I said, this is the way we're going to tackle this, and the client approved. When I do, this is the way I'm also designing the way I'm going to measure. You follow me. So I don't, when the result is finished, I don't think about how I'm going to uh, uh, research this and how I'm going to do the metrics. It's, I, it's already designed how we're going to see, how we're going to measure the results. Right. If you go to the, to the uh, my office website, it's robertbankpr.com. Um, is 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 put work in uh, with small brief, and it will tell you more information on how we did work, because we give us like very small storytelling about the process and how English, what was the situation, how we solved it, and the type of client that we dealt with. The one with the law office, uh, since it's happening uh, now, this has been, it's, it's the work that I'm doing right now. Uh, it's, it's not going to be on, on the website. Uh, there's going to be some information about the annual report, reports that we did for them. Uh, um, even the annual reports, uh, I made them, move, I moved them to, to be storytelling more than, than the official, we did this, we did this, and we got this money, and this happened. It, it, that is there, but I, I made a section of stories, 
So people, mm. common people could understand uh, why this law firm was important, you know, right. uh, uh, in, in plain language. So people could understand. Uh, and the last three years, um, they have moved completely to that kind of format for storytelling. So that was a great process that they finally accepted to talk. talk uh, it's not to talk simple because you don't talk down to people. It's to talk, to talk less technical, right. uh, more human, okay? Because the human problem. But if you go to the website, you probably see a lot of stuff este, how I process it and, and how, how we handle and tackle it. You, sabe? you have to leave the States, yes. The United States has become a very close society. Mm -hmm. You have borders. I see. You guys are like this. Yeah. And uh, it, it, do you, you knew that most people in the Congress don't have a passport? Your Congress people, they don't travel outside the United States. Can you imagine? I said, there's a whole world, you know mean? They, that they do things very different. Right. Entonces, you go out and leave, leave the state, leave mentally, mindset, leave, leave the state, and see other ways of doing, empathize with other ways of doing. Then, if you want, come back to your country and change it. Change it and open those walls, destroy those walls. Mm -hmm. From the practice, from the terrain of design, that, how strong design can be. That will be my best advice for you. Let's learn languages. languages. Yeah. language you want to learn? Finnish, este, I don't know, French, Italian, Spanish, African. Sabe? Learn other things. Sabe? So you become the more human, you recognize your humanness with others. Mm -hmm. sabe? And, and then when you come back to the stage, there's some things in the stage that you will love. I don't know if I'm becoming too deep in here, philosophical, but that's what it is. But you, you need to leave. You need to go. You can, this cannot be done if you stay in the States. All right. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's it? Ta-ta? Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. And to let you, I, I did that. Wait, how old are you? How old are you? I'm 19. I left Puerto Rico when I, when I was 18, and I came back when I was 28. And I made a conscious decision of coming back. I went to the States and I went to Italy and I went to France. Oh, wow. and, and then I decided uh, when I was 29 that I should go back home. So I left. Yeah. Totally left. And I came back. Are you I, I travel a lot. Este, and I see other people's way of, I, and I've even recognized the many Puerto Ricos that are in Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico has many Puerto Ricos, many communities, many different people. Este, so it gives me the, what Arturo Escobar says, eh, 
acknowledgement of different universe of different people living with me and i think that that's a great way of uh, if you want to create for people you have to recognize the diversity of people and you cannot do that in the state right now yeah definitely. i don't know if if you agree jobs <laughs> It, uh, I think you guys are gonna do working jobs that they, they don't exist right now. And mm -hmm. you and I, we don't know what they are. Uh, you're 19, I think uh, probably your generation are, are gonna go through a, a hard times with climate. You, you're gonna suffer a lot in, with the climate. If, they, if we don't change so hopefully in terms of jobs i think design is going to move a lot into that into manage can to manage that kind of the, the climate change and what all entails mm -hmm. uh, and there will be other jobs that are because of automation and artificial intelligence a lot of things are going to be lost and new jobs are going to be created uh, i hope in your generation, if the, you defend democracy and privacy and human dignity, if not, it's everything by what by the fifty by twenty fifty, everything's gonna be really nineteen eighty four and, and Blade Runner type of if the future very bad future terminator type of thing if they, because of technology and privacy issues so i don't know it doesn't look good when i when i made it a, 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 a and i i took charge of that i i, I was the one who did it sometimes i send my designers to do it but this one i did it myself um a b testing with users uh, show a, a, a brochure for them, a, a version and a, another brochure with another version. I did a testing myself, so I was very happy that I was back with the with the community and I was doing the the testing with the users. I really enjoy seeing the faces and the people that mm -hmm. we are designing for. Yeah. So that that happened like a month. It really kept me. All my, you know, adrenaline energy, oh, and getting very nervous, and you know, I really like that. It's showtime. We're we're uh, two non-designers using design methods, so these these are always so interesting to listen to. Um, empathy and human connection is really at the center of Maria's design philosophy. And for Maria, since design is both, you know, a cultural and political probe, focusing on humanity at the center of her design work is so important to the ethics of the way she approaches design. Um, as a future public health and nutrition professional, I feel that this is just so important for me to keep in mind. In academia, I feel like we can get so caught up in so many things, but at the end of the day, we need to keep in mind who we're designing for and why. And that's great advice to help incorporate design principles into my own field. What were your takeaways? Or in her, to, to put it into her own words, is it's to get a passport and go. Go to the other places and see how the world really works. So don't be one dimensional and actually try to connect with the world and the environment around you. 
This is something that resonates very well with me because I love to travel. I want to travel. It's a goal of mine, and I would definitely love to continue to see the world and expand my vision. That's a great takeaway. Um, do you feel like there was anything that Maria said that surprised you or that inspired you? Uh, when Maria described her toolbox, which is a metaf metaphorical box filled with tactics and ideas, um, tactics and ideas that she then uses uh, whenever she is presented with a problem, whether it is personal, a project, or whatever it may be. So design thinking is one approach in her toolbox. So I definitely agreed with the whole toolbox idea and having different strategic uh placements and predetermined actions there just in case you know something comes up your way that you didn't expect what about you Michael? yeah that's a great way to think about design thinking just like having a, another tool in your toolkit um personally i love that maria is always thinking about how to do things better you mm -hmm. know where did we get it wrong where did we get it right and that's the kind of mindset that i think is really conducive to innovation and it makes sense that empathy and humanity is at the center of maria's design approach with that sort of mentality so it was really inspiring to hear from someone, you know, just so committed to making life better for others and uh, designing solutions for them. Well, that's very well put, Michaeline. Yeah, um, was there anything um, that you felt like you wanted to learn more about? Or, you know, if you could ask Maria another question, what do you think it would be? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a very uh, big art enthusiast, so I definitely love to hear more and see her paintings. Um, I would love to add those visuals just because I'm an avid art lover and I enjoy painting. So I definitely want to see and speak with her about her motivations for her paintings and learn the stories behind each and every painting that she has. What about you? Yeah, I also, you know, would love to see more of her, um, her visual work. So fortunately, uh, in this episode, we'll have links to her website and her LinkedIn and everything. So you can check out more of Maria's work. Um, personally, I would have loved to hear more about Maria's early life and her upbringing and just kind of the early life experiences that shaped her to become uh, more of the person and designer that she is today. Well, but, you know, very, enough about what we think. Mm -hmm. um, very well put, Michaeline. Very well put. So for our listeners out there, we want to hear what you think and how you felt about our discussion in, in the interview. So please feel free to check out our website and let us know what you thought about this uh, episode in the com uh, comments. So once again, thank you so much, Michaeline, for joining us today. Any final thoughts or comments? No, no, this was great. Thank you so much. All righty, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this interview from our Hello from the Pluriverse series. A special thank you to Arturo Escobar, the author of Designs for the Pluriverse, for opening the space for conversations about pluriversality in design. Many thanks as well to all of our interviewees, our Design Thinking student team, Ruby, Lupe, Delaney, Tran, and Wissal, the students of the Fall 2019 SICE 3010 class, Levante, Lucas, our editor, and the rest of the team at the Taylor Center at Tulane. If you have any suggestions for our program, please email your comments, suggestions, and questions to taylor at tulane.edu. And also you can visit our website at taylor.tulane.edu.